0: Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute at Cleveland Clinic. In each podcast, we aim to provide relevant and helpful information for healthcare professionals involved in cardiac, vascular, and thoracic specialties. Enjoy.
1: Uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Stephen Nissen, Chairman of the Department of Cardiovascular Medicine at the Cleveland Clinic, and I'm here with Dr. Alan Klein, who directs our pericardial center and is probably one of the world's experts in pericardial disease. So when we talk about pericardial disease, what are we talking about? Is it one disease
0: or is it a lot of diseases? Well, pericardial disease is actually a spectrum of diseases and encompasses things like um, acute pericarditis, recurrent pericarditis, constrictive pericarditis, effusive constrictive pericarditis, and rare things like uh, pericardial cysts and pericardial masses. Uh,
1: One of the things that you uh, treat a lot of patients with is chronic pericarditis.
0: Uh, It's a challenging disorder. Definitely. um, Chronic pericarditis, um, really it's recurrent uh, pericarditis where patients get the acute episode, and then it goes away to four to six weeks, and then it comes back, and 30% it can recur. And patients um, outside where I work at Cleveland Clinic are often um, not treated as well as they should be, and they often come here with um, chronic chest pain, they're very disabled, they're very young, and they can't do their jobs. And we um, we diagnose the condition, we use advanced imaging, good clinical examination, we get that, guide them on the proper th- therapy. So let's
1: step back a minute and say, so if somebody comes in with acute pericarditis, you know, a constellation of symptoms, what do they usually complain of? Um, What are the sort of the
0: typical presentation that you encounter? So acute pericarditis um, is defined uh, defined by clinical criteria. There is the European Society of Cardiology criteria. So you need two of four clinical criteria. So the common criteria would be pleuritic chest pain. Um, When you take a deep breath, it hurts. They have trouble um, lying flat, they have to sit forward. Uh, Often you hear a friction rub, so that's another uh, criteria. The other thing would be on EKG, a standard EKG, you see diffuse ST elevation and PR depression. And the final thing would be a, a newer worsening pericardial effusion. So you need two or four uh, criteria. Then you throw in some of the, um, the inflammatory biomarkers, CRP or ultrasensitive CRP or set rate. And finally, the exciting thing is advanced imaging, such as um, echo or, or MRI. So you need two or four criteria, and, um, uh, and the, they're the with acute pericarditis. So what, what are the causes, and why, why do people get this disorder? So acute pericarditis um, is caused by several things. It depends on uh, whether you live in the Western world or the developing world. In the Western world, uh, the most common thing would be as uh, simple as a viral syndrome. You get the flu, and you get pericarditis. Uh, if you live in India or China, uh, tuberculosis may, may be very common. Uh, then there are some leading causes out there especially in the Western world, would be uh, from post-cardiac injury syndrome. Uh, this occurs after uh, procedures uh, such as um, open heart surgery, um, atrial fib type procedures, ablations, pacemakers. Uh, then you have some of the rare causes of autoimmune, such as lupus, and finally neoplastic disease. But, it, but in the US, I would say uh, idiopathic or viral. And then how do you treat the acute episode? Okay, the acute episode is treated with standard therapy. Um, that includes NSAIDs as first-line, uh, such as ibuprofen, um, and then you throw in uh, colchicine for more resistant cases.
1: There's been a lot of discussion about what's the optimal dose of colchicine for these acute patients. How do you manage them?
0: Okay, so for acute pericarditis, the standard dose would be, um, sometimes you give a loading dose, uh, 0.6 uh, twice a day, and then you often uh, gradually taper that, that dose. For NSAIDs, it would be a big whopping dose of 800 milligrams three times a day, a ibuprofen. A of ibuprofen. And then you protect your stomach with a uh, proton uh, pump inhibitor. Yeah. And most people get better. Uh, the majority uh, of people get better, and you never hear from them again. But um, roughly 15% can get a mild pericarditis, and one to two percent go into tamponade. Uh, approximately a third of patients can have um, what you call complicated pericarditis, that is recurrent pericarditis of which six percent multiple recurrences, and approximately one to two percent can develop uh, constrictive pericarditis.
1: So, patients come back and they're and they're, they've had recurrent symptoms.
0: Um, first of all, what, what's causing this recurrences? Well? What's known about it? Okay, so in terms of the uh, the pathophysiology, it's very interesting. Uh, you get the viral um, illness, it attacks the cells, and you uh, within the cell there's what you call the inflammasome. Uh, so the inflammasome uh, produces um, inflammatory biomarkers such as interleukin, and you get this mass release of lu- interleukins, and that's why, in terms of precision medicine, there are some drugs that block interleukins. And we're
1: going to get to that because I think that's probably an emerging area. Definitely. So, you don't go to those drugs right away. I assume you you use some more standardized therapy. What's the What's the initial approach? Like?
0: Okay, so there's different uh, stepwise approach. So there. Um, A first-line therapy um, would be for, let's say, acute or recurrent, they're very similar, would be an NSAID plus colchicine, and and acute, you probably um, treat for less than three months. For recurrent, it's more than three months. Um, And then you often um, tell them to not not exercise, especially uh, athletes. You say for three to six months you shouldn't exercise, you want to keep the heart rate less than 100. Why is that? Because that exercise will um, put an uh, increased strain on the on the you uh, imagine a faster or stronger uh, heart or a, a better ejection fraction? The pericardium will be tugged passively and it will irritate, uh, um, cause, cause chest pain. So we tell them not to exercise. Second line would be a, a low-dose um, steroid. What kind of doses are you talking okay, about? Okay, so it's 0.5 milligram per kilogram uh, per day. So roughly that translates uh, to 40 milligrams of prednisone. And if you give the prednisone, um, we avoid what you call the yo-yo effect. Yo-yo effect means that you give the dose and you stop or you drop it right away within a week. That's going to cause recurrence. So if we give prednisone 40 milligrams, we taper very slowly uh, over many months. We follow inflammatory markers. The third line would be some of the um, interesting things, such as um, Inuran or azothioprim, or Anakinra, which is an interleukin blocker, And fourth line would be actually surgery, and we do a fair number of surgeries, pericardiectomy for the the recurrent pericarditis.
1: Um, Even without constriction?
0: Even without constriction. At the Cleveland Clinic, we're doing roughly uh, two a month of patients that come um, for very attractable, chronic, steroid-dependent recurrent pericarditis. And actually, we have somebody this week that came all the way from South Africa. She could have gone anywhere, and she uh, opted to come here for, for the surgery
1: long do you wait before you pull the trigger on these uh, more advanced therapies?
0: Well, um, that's a good question. Um, often these are, as I mentioned, fairly young people, very active. They can be marathon runners, uh, do, tri- uh, do triathlons, and they're very limited, with, uh, very disabled with this uh, thing. So after three to four years of trying the med- medicine route, I often bring up surgery. Um, sometimes they may opt for surgery for, for other reasons as well. So these uh, uh, inflammasome uh, uh,
1: um, therapies, uh, is there anything new on the horizon? I know we, uh, canakinumab has been developed for, for uh, coronary disease. Is it also useful for pericarditis? Right. So
0: the, the interleukin blockers, uh, there are several of them out there. Um, they're often approved for uh, non-cardiac indications currently. So the ones that's, that's very popular now that's still uh, not FDA approved for uh, pericarditis is anakinra. Uh, that's an interleukin uh, receptor uh, blocker. Uh, it's given once a day, and you have very dramatic results. There's been one major trial from Europe called the AIRTRIP trial that shows uh, a dramatic reduction of recurrences. Um, I can put a little plug. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, a national PI for another drug uh, called Rolanocept. and we're currently doing a pilot study um, of uh, 10 sites within the United States, and so far it's very promising, and they're going to do an uh, international study with Rolanocept. Canakinumab uh, from the Cantos realm is um, also uh, um, uh, maybe a promising drug as well. depends whether you block the um, interleukin-1-alpha or beta. So they're trying to figure out which one is the uh, most important. Yeah. Well,
1: it sounds like there's been some progress. Very difficult, challenging patients. Uh, I really appreciate your bringing us up to speed on the latest in treatment of pericarditis. Thank well, you. Well, thanks.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.